It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Welcome to Counterculture. I am your host, Jonathan Sanborn. Thank you for tuning in and uh, listening and taking time out of your busy lives. We really want this to be a blessing to you and for, for you to get to meet and engage with some of the people around our state, even around our nation, who are really helping going against the culture. They're really helping us be uh, – they're bringing people together, the peacemakers, finding the bridge builders, finding the people who are helping us grow in compassion. And I just absolutely love what I do. So uh, I get to call, you know, call my friends and people I know uh, and call them in and hear who they are. And so today we have in studio Dan Schufeld. Welcome, Dan. So glad you're here. Uh, Dan is the president and CEO of Arizona Helping Hands. He's originally from Rochester, New York. So some, we'll find out what, how, why you would leave Rochester, New York. Uh, came background in accounting, and um, and he moved to Phoenix in 1979. So you're pretty much a native, aren't you? Uh, very much, so. very much a native. <laughs> um, Dan is married to Cheryl, and they have two daughters. And is this right? Th- four. Three to four. How many grandchildren? There's one coming. One coming. <laughs> as maybe as we speak. No, okay. No. He July. might have. He might have to. Okay. July. Okay. You don't have to leave studio. If you had to, I understand. Right, right in the middle of our interview. No problem. Um, Dan has a background. Was a CPA, but his journey has, has changed direction, and we're going to find out more about that as we kind of get into our show and learn about Dan and, and Arizona Helping Hand. So, Dan, again, thank you for being here. Um, as we often talk about our show, we ask, we get into our show. Before we get do the questions about you and that, we want to do a thing called fake news, where Uh-oh. we learn something true and not true about you. And I try to guess with my incredibly keen mind and absolute inability to win. <laughs> uh, we're guess whether what's what is true and what is not true. So just say two things about yourself, and I'll try to guess which one is true and which one isn't. Whoa, starting with the toughest question of the day. Yes. Wow. So let's see. How about uh, I graduated summa cum laude from St. John Fisher College in okay. Rochester, New York, and I have run a full marathon. Okay. So I use I look at I try to make eye contact and Uh-oh. he avoided my eyes on both. <laughs> so I think there's a, he he has the ability to, he could be lying on either one of those. In fact, one totally. of them. I'm gonna say you were not okay. Well, he he you could easily be Sumo Kulan and he's he could easily be a runner. So these are very plausible. I'm gonna say you are not Sumo Kum Laude, and that's fake news. Whoa, I'm impressed, really? Jonathan. You got it right. I got it right. Oh, it right. I was a horrible college student. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, good. Thank you. High five to, from me to you. Um, if this table were and we weren't practicing social right? distancing, I would give you a high five because that's I'm. I also wasn't a, a high achiever as well. I, I late bloomer. Yeah, yeah that's that's a that's, great definition. Yeah, you're a late bloomer. Me too. So <laughs> I was. So, but I get it. So, but you did run a full marathon. Yeah, I ran the first P.F. Chang's Marathon oh, and completed it. Uh, after I hit the wall, I kept on going. Okay. I am still a running underachiever, so uh, maybe there you go. <laughs> about a mile or two <laughs> I can handle with my dog, and that's about it. <laughs> no, but this is great. So, well, tell us a little more about yourself and your background. 
Yeah. So again, uh, Rochester, New York, uh, grew up in a, in a family of eight. Eight. I was, oh my uh, goodness. Yeah. I was child number five. Number five. So, okay. Uh, Me you know, too. Lost somewhere uh, in the middle. Okay. <laughs> all, the, <laughs> all the noise at both ends, and yeah, I, mi- I was that the middle, middle child complex, middle sort of in there. Exactly. In right. Exactly. But um, you know, moved out here in 1979. Worked for for accounting firms. Uh, uh, learned the the business profession and. Uh, was introduced to charitable work in that process and uh, uh, participated as a as a as a volunteer as an outsider in organizations for a number of years until uh, you know the, this this void in, at Arizona Helping Hands and a leadership role uh, came about and I I shifted my my passion at that point in time to supporting children in foster care and the rest is history. <laughs> well, that's a quick summary. That's a very that's quick a quick summary. summary. But so I want to ask some more questions about sure. this. So you, you mentioned this. This I like this idea of an aha moment. And you're not talking about the band from the 80s. Aha. You're actually talking about some point you had a revelation in your life that something could might be could be different. So you're a CPA. Yep. You're doing well in corporate America, I assume, even yes. though you were an underachiever in school, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like Despite myself. That. But you Despite still got a CPA, that. so that means something. That's um, you. But there's some kind of a wake up that you had, right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me just a yeah. little more so about there's that. There's been a variety of wake ups, sure. right? Right. We all <laughs> have my them. extended life, uh, right? <laughs> you know. um, but yeah, one of those first moments was uh, at the CPA firm I was okay. working for back in you know before most most people were born back in the dark ages. Yes. Uh, there was a week black where, and white. Everything was black and white, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. We had those little little boxes that y'all had to gather around and and, and watch. Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, and the same shows every week at, <laughs> at the exact same time, and, and yet, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Right, <laughs> but no. One of the weeks in in at that CPA firm, uh, the managing partner who is has become a mentor of mine, a lifetime friend, um, walked into the room one week and said to the folks gathered around the management table that today we're not talking about taxes, we're not talking about billings, we're not talking about the normal business stuff. We're talking about the fact that this firm wouldn't exist if it wasn't for our community, mm. the folks out there who are you know working hard at what, uh, whatever level to put the pieces together. And he basically made a charge to everybody in that room and said, uh, go find something. Go find a cause that uh, you can relate to, that uh, you know get, brings you joy and, and gives you hope. And uh, get involved. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, his comment was, I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, you know, animals, if it's kids in Africa, if it's right. your church. Uh, you know, go find something, find something. And, and make a difference. Wow. Because uh, as as community business members, uh, there's more to this job than nine to five. Mm. There's an entire world out there. So go find something, get involved and make a difference. Wow. So that's definitely. So what? What? How did you respond to that? So I responded to that by joining a board. You know, I was kind of hunting around. What, what am I going to do? Right? Where? Where? Where does this connect with me? And I, I joined a small board of the Phoenix Boys and Girls Club. Oh, okay. And I uh, participated in that uh, in that role for a number of years, and I was instrumental in uh, helping the branch boards of the Boys and Girls Club come together as a as a unified body. And uh, so we we kind of changed some of that dynamic of how mm. you know the 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 middle management board of the Boys and Girls Club operated. Yeah, and it was really cool to me to you know see the kids at the club, to understand the importance of those after school sure. programs, and to you know, uh, get get my my feet wet in charitable activity. Mm-hmm. 
And then and that ended up leading to an opportunity for to, for work for like to be on the board of a different organization. Is that how it happened? Yeah. So what happened was, it, you know, I, I served in that capacity for a number of years. I yeah. really enjoyed it. But, you know, I was at a phase in my life where my kids came along and, you know, the, the availability of time sure. and service changed, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I stepped aside from the Boys, Boys and Girls Club for a few years. And as my kids were starting to grow, uh, you know, we were involved in a church up in up in North Phoenix. And I, one week in the bulletin, there's this little, little blurb in the bulletin that Kathy Donaldson has started this little agency uh, to try and try and do good deeds for others. And mm. she's looking for help. Yeah. So seeing that, I reached out and I, I met up with Kathy and I said, you know, here I am. I'm a, I'm a CPA. I might be able to help you out with some accounting and tax stuff. Sure, so sure. You know, maybe I can participate in yeah. some fashion as a volunteer. Uh, Kathy, like any good nonprofit leader, said, you know, I got a live one on the hook here. Let's reel them in. Right, right. So, you know, the response was, nice to meet you, Dan. Will you be our treasurer? Because we don't have a clue what's <laughs> okay. going on financially. Wow. So, um, you know, that was the, the beginning of my connection to Arizona. Arizona helping humans. And then then they ended up asking you to become – she stepped or retired or stepped down and then you took the role. Is that how it works? No, not quite. OK. Not quite. So I, I joined up with, with, with Kathy and we were literally just a group of volunteers who came together. OK. So Kathy formed Arizona Helping Hands as a tribute to her sister Patty. Mm. Patty was dying of at age 33 of cancer. Mm. And – Shortly before Patty died, Kathy asked her, how do I remember you? How do I pay tribute to Mm. you and your life? And Patty's response was, uh, what I'd like you to do is just go out and do something good every day for somebody else. Just do one good deed a day. You know, it doesn't have to be anything magical. Um, Just just be kind to people. So Kathy and her husband Paul formed Arizona Helping Hands because they didn't want to get credit for doing any of these good deeds, but they knew there were holes in our society right, that could right. be helped. So Arizona Helping Hands started as, as just a ragtag group of volunteers who came together mm-hmm. and said, how can we help? What can we do? And uh, you know, I, again, I, I participated as a as a volunteer, as a leader in you know some of these objectives, as the treasurer, sure, and, sure, and, and chief bottle washer for uh, for for many years. But it always frustrated me with my financial background that right. I couldn't walk into a major foundation and say, you know, we're doing a whole lot of good stuff for a whole right. lot of people. Will you help us do more? Yeah. Somehow that doesn't resonate. Right. It's not succinct enough. Right. So um, it always frustrated me that we didn't have that elevator pitch. Yeah. So, you know, in my world, uh, I'm not a deeply religious person. Yeah. But I, I totally believe that there are forces greater than us. Sure, sure. Uh, and uh, I, I've seen that. Uh, directly. So I know yeah. when you get a good group of people together who have the best intentions, uh, that pieces come together and good things mm. happen out of that. So um, one of those things that happened, another aha moment, what happened in 2013. Okay. And in 2013, all over the press in the state of Arizona, the message is we have a, we have a crisis. A crisis. A major crisis in foster care support services. Mm. Uh, you know, the legislators, I always, I always joke about the 
the fact, uh, but it's it's unfortunately not a joke. In 2013, our legislature uh, was was giving thanks for Mississippi being around because Arizona didn't have to be 50th, 50th in the country. Oh my goodness! In service to our kids, right? So seeing all these these uh, you know these these articles and these stories about foster care and and the challenges in that arena, I reached out to friends of mine who are foster parents. Actually, friends who sat on that board of the Boys and Girls Club with me many years ago, mm, and yes. sat down in a room and said, "Is there a role that Arizona Helping Hands can play in supporting children in foster care?" Yeah, and you know we all thought this was going to be a research project. We were going right. to you know maybe someday do something. Right. It was. It was one of those aha moments. It was uh, so direct that there was a call to action that was made. My friend said to us that at that moment in time in the summer of 2013, there's no place in the state of Arizona where a family who just got that phone call saying, you know, maybe it's a grandfather. Uh, Your grandchildren are in the custody of the Department of Child Safety. We're going to bring them to you, Grandpa. Uh, but wow. Grandpa doesn't have the the, the resources sure. to be able to change his life in a moment to accommodate those kids. Right. So my friend said to me in the summer of 2013, if you guys could just provide a few beds or a few cribs to children in foster care, you can change lives. Wow. Yes. And you can do it in an instant. Instant. Hmm. So yeah, we looked at each other, as I say, and said, whoa. Whoa! You know, yes. this is this is not some nebulous idea. This is a direct call to action. Right. So let's do something here. Yeah. So in July of 2013, we started, uh, you know, in, in our humble beginnings, we started providing recycled mattresses to huh. families who had just received a placement of a foster child. Right. And we gave out a total in July of 2013 of seven beds. Okay. Seven. And all it was was a mattress. Okay. And uh, – you know, the phone started ringing and more people started to hear about us. And uh, word got out that there's this organization that's trying to make a difference for children in mm. foster care. Mm-hmm. And from that humble beginning uh, up to up to date, we have now provided over 17,500 17, with a bed or a crib yeah. to sleep on at night to give them a safe place to sleep, to give them that little sanctuary that, uh, you know, they can lay down their head safely at night. So just for our listeners, uh, the Department of Child Safety, their main criteria is keep children safe. Correct. And one of the primary, if not the primary one, is safe sleep or very high on the list. Very much so. Very high on the list. And so that's a very critical – that's like the critical physical item. You're stepping in to meet that need. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Absolutely. So, you know, again, from that from that initial charge of, you know, if you guys could do something, uh, you know, you can make an impact, uh, we've blown up the program. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, we provide a, a full twin bed set consisting yeah. of a mattress, a frame, a set of sheets, a pillow, a blanket, even a protective mattress cover to children in foster care, yeah. and a brand new crib with, uh, you know, yeah. a mattress, the, the, uh, the frame, and, uh, you know, sheets, and even blankets for kids uh, and and have blown up the program, as I say, to become the largest provider of essential needs to children in foster care throughout the state yeah. of Arizona. So from the Navajo Nation up in the northwest yes. to Yuma in the in the uh, southwest, or northeast, northeast to southwest, southwest yeah. <laughs> whatever that <laughs> is, um, we serve those children. Yes. We provide them with the essential items mm. to make their life a little bit more normal right. uh, amidst uh, the disruption, the abuse, the neglect that these poor kids have experienced. 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. I have in studio today Dan Schufelt from the Amazing Arizona Helping Hands. Like it's called Arizona Helping Hands. I added the amazing. I like the That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I just threw that in there. I did, once in a while, it's uh, no, not copyrighted. So, um, so this is this is absolutely fantastic. So, tell me what are what's a common misconception about like the foster care system? Because you're interacting with our leaders and people all across the state. What do people not get? So there, there are a whole bunch of uh, you know facts about foster care that are misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the state of Arizona today, there are over fourteen thousand. 14,000 children yeah. at this moment in time who are in our state's foster care system. Mm-hmm. You know, these are kids who have been removed from situations where mom's cooking meth in the oven. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, those kids just aren't safe and protected. Uh, those 14,000 placements, you know, are, are spread out. Uh, you know, roughly a little less than half of those children are placed with licensed foster mm-hmm. homes. And one of the misconceptions about foster care is that foster parents are in it for the money. Right, mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. they're uh, you know just choosing to make a livelihood <laughs> yeah. off of raising children. Cha-ching! Well, right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So you know, let's let's stop that one right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, to have uh, to invite a child with a whole set of circumstances, uh, a whole personality, a whole you know menu of, of issues that they faced in their life into your house, right? Is uh, you know opening yourself up, right. and, and those who choose to open their hearts and homes to protect protected child are heroes. Yes. And, you know, certainly in every environment, there's the 1% that abuse the system. Right. That are, sure. you know, not operating properly. But foster parents are amazing individuals. Yes. I've met folks who have, you know, fostered uh, dozens of children, adopted as yeah. many. Right. And, you know, the whole reason is because they have a heart and they see these kids in need. So that's about half of the population. And, Again, the fallacy of you know somehow making Huge a living fallacy. off of this yeah. is is absurd. Yeah, um, and then the, what what a lot of people don't know is of that fourteen thousand number, almost half of those kids are placed with the grandparents, yeah. the aunts, the uncles, uh, and they are called kinship providers mm-hmm. to children in foster care. And those folks, you know, my heart goes out to them. Again, as you mentioned, I have three plus grandchildren. Yes, and you know, my my grandchildren are such joys. Um, I I, I you know can't imagine a, a, a better relationship than to be able to just dote on a child to yeah. adore them and and spoil them and not have all the responsibilities that come along with it right but th- I, I I think back to so many grandparents great grandparents aunts and uncles who you know at seventy plus years of age now have twenty four seven responsibilities for parenting yes. children yeah. who have been abused neglected uh, you know have the have this uh, plateful of problems that they're trying to deal with. So, uh, you know, at, at my age or older to be uh, step back into 24-7 parenting, to have those emotional, psychological, uh, mm-hmm. physical mm-hmm. Uh, challenges yes. placed yeah. on your plate changes a life of, you know, the stereotypical grandparent right. and uh, blows that all out of the water. So those folks truly need the support of Arizona yes. Healthy Hands and everybody in that process. I mean, our kids are, my kids are teenagers and the idea of get th- bringing an infant in now it seems right. but imagine 20 years from now <laughs> absolutely and then to throw yeah i it just it's such a different dynamic so just a little to expand on this we we you know Arizona Helping Hands and Care Portal partner together. Yes, indeed. Tell us a little bit about that partnership and why that got started. Yeah, so um 
our primary purpose is to ensure that children have a safe place to sleep. Yes. And we uh, – our, our primary initiative is to serve children in foster care. Care mm-hmm. Portal, with, with your umbrella, comes around that and works with the Department of Child Safety. And uh, it's, it's just a natural connection, yeah. right, to, to understand that there are children in an unsafe environment mm-hmm. that, uh, again, a bed is such an important yeah. element to it. I think back to my youth, to being in that house of eight. And you know, I remember days you know, many years ago retreating to my bed with yeah. uh, you know, a, 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 a transistor radio way back <laughs> yeah, then, that's right. uh, trying to find a, a little bit of peace in the noise of the household. And right. I was in a loving home. Yes. So n- now you, you translate that into uh, your homes of, of 2021 that are challenged by so many environmental issues mm-hmm. and the things that these kids see and experience and, and uh, you know, to not have a place that you can rest your head at night yeah. and gather yourself and sleep peacefully yes. um, is horrible. Mm. So Arizona Helping Hands loves to partner with uh, others in the community yes. yeah. who make a difference for, uh, for, for children throughout the state. So there are beds. There are there are uh, com- there's a comp- there's companies that have uh, warehouses. There's churches that have storage rooms that are holding right now er- beds from Arizona Helping Hands across the state. And when these needs come in from child safety, whether it's Flagstaff or Yuma or Tucson, they can go and have access to these beds and bring those because that's the number one request right. that goes through. And it's just a fantastic partnership. And it shows the the heart of partnership that Arizona Helping Hands is not just Care really? Portal, but among they they have a great reputation across the state. They work together. They're not just a solo job. They are a team player, and we because because we're going to need a team to really solve this problem. Some Absolutely. of these problems. So love the heart of Arizona Helping Hands on that. So in addition to beds, I've had the opportunity a number of times to visit your warehouse and see the great in person. You do more than just like beds and and bedding around the state. There's a lot more that you do. What are some other key things that you do? There's a lot more. So, you know, children in foster care frequently enter foster care with nothing but the clothing on their backs. Mm. So, you know, even to give a a, a child, a foster family, a, a second set of clothing yeah. uh, is truly an essential need being mm. filled. Mm. Diapers, uh, back-to-school supplies. You know, kids throughout this year have, uh, you know, gone back to in-person learning on a periodic basis. And, you know, kids in foster care, that's a normal year. Yeah. Uh, kids are changing schools. They're changing homes. They're, uh, you know, their life is disrupted. So our, our back-to-school program is a year-round program. Mm. So we do all these things that we think we have to do, right? The beds, the cribs, the clothing, the right. diapers. And then we celebrate children in foster mm. care by mm. our birthday program. So we prepare personalized birthday packages for children in foster care uh, that uh, are, are filled by our volunteers, are, are gift-wrapped, and uh, celebrate children who otherwise would have a birthday celebration, and we try to uh, let them know that they are loved and supported by our community. That's huge. It is because I think it, it shows it's not just stuff. It's it's you're providing really like dignity and value that they're loved and really loved and cared for, and totally. that they matter. And in a time when they're kind of life's thrown them some some crap, really, and they're they're all their belongings are in in a trash bag or what's left, you know, and they're disconnected from their parents and they think they're messed up or they're they're, they're discarded. You're stepping in to saying they matter. 
Yes. And they, they have value and dignity. And um, so what does that look like when you say we? It's you. Yes, you have staff, but you're actually there's there's many people more than your staff that make that happen. Oh, absolutely. So in addition to our small staff, we operate with a staff of 12 uh, out of an 18,000 square foot warehouse. We will process almost $10 million worth of merchandise this year. And, oh, my goodness. Unbelievable, right? So supporting uh, supporting families throughout the state again. And we do it with an army of volunteers mm-hmm. and a community of supporters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from from the donors who will you know pick up an extra package of diapers at Walmart to the, the national companies who will send us a semi truck full of uh, full of clothing from Old Navy and Justice yeah. and others. Uh, you know, it all comes together to make a difference, and we do it with a volunteer army. So uh, pre-COVID days, we utilized in 2019 over 14,000 hours of volunteer yeah. time. So you know we've gotten a little bit uh, wow. tougher about uh, you know having volunteers. Yeah. It's, it really presented a challenge during COVID, but you know we're back and and we're we're needing volunteers to help us keep this this uh, process this machine moving along. So do search for Arizona Helping Hands. They could find out how uh, our listeners could find out how they could get involved to serve or volunteer. But there's another way that we have a great opportunity in Arizona called the uh, Arizona Foster Care Tax Credit. Could you just tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, this is another one of those no no coincidences circumstances. So yeah. we started helping kids in foster care. We had no safety net. We had no visible means of support. Right, the state yeah. on uh, you know some magical moment where lightning must have hit the Capitol popped up and said we have to do something. We all have to help these kids to get us get the state out of this crisis and created a tax credit to support kids in foster care. So every taxpayer in Arizona can donate five hundred dollars to as a single taxpayer, thousand dollars as a married couple. It all goes right to support kids in foster care and wow. it comes back to you in a dollar for dollar tax credit. That's a that's pretty hard to beat. I it's it's uh, there's no other state in, in America that has something quite like that, but it's a great way to really direct your tax dollars to significant things like Arizona Helping Hands and so they can learn more at arizonahelpinghands.org. azhelpinghands.org. azhelpinghands.org. Right. Dan, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate working alongside you and you also taking the time to come in studio and hearing more about what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining Counterculture. I appreciate you. Thank you, Jonathan. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal.